0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, Uber, a lesson in image.
1: Uh, As a company, have shown themselves to be really an animal house, delta house, that's trying to become an IPO. And for CEOs, I think a real challenge here is that a lot of the people that you start a company with are not necessarily the people who should be with you as you mature.
0: More and more, the technology community is driven by the success or future success of so-called unicorns, businesses worth more than a billion dollars. There are close to 100 of them in the economy now, and one of the most prominent, Uber, is a very interesting cautionary tale of how corporate communication becomes essential for managing crisis. To discuss this issue with us is Richard Levick, CEO of Levick. Richard, Uber seems to me to be a very very important cautionary story of how a business can lose control of its, its message and meme if it's not careful. Jonathan, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if we look back in the
1: rearview mirror, uh, to use an Uber metaphor, for just a a couple of years, they're the darling of the Internet in so many ways. They appear to have this model where anyone can suddenly be making money part-time, where they themselves are flaunting regulation and looking as the new economy in every way. And they've gone from there to suddenly being the villain of the internet. They've got so many different enemies now, the drivers themselves, women, obviously, uh, regulators. The taxi companies, and for a a period of time, they're all the people who didn't vote for Donald Trump. So they suddenly have a lot of different adversaries.
0: Well, the the regulatory aspects, since Uber's business model has been, and indeed it's indicative of a trend, disruption regulation by ignoring it, so you understand what regulators wouldn't be too happy or local politicians, but this issue with respect to women and the actual workforce, that's relatively new, and those appear to be self-inflicted wounds.
1: They are. I think a lot of their wounds are self-inflicted. I think one of the reasons why Uber is so helpful, if you will, to the rest of us is that not only technology companies, but certainly Silicon Valley, but all companies should study them closely. On the Susan Fowler issue, the former engineer who had filed the harassment claims with HR, which were ignored at Uber, uh, at Uber and uh, that wrote the uh, brilliant documentation of it on her own blog, uh, and has subsequently been uh, a communicator that has... Uh, been quoted in, in investigations in the New York Times and others. I think that she has, for Uber, encapsulated the challenge that Silicon Valley has had with women engineers, which have, uh, as a percentage, are somewhere between 10 and 15 percent, but probably really lower. So now they have taken on the mantle of a company that has not been sensitive to those challenges. But they also, for uh, as a company, have shown themselves to be really an animal house. Uh, if you will, sort of Delta House, that's trying to become an IPO. And for CEOs, I think a real challenge here is that a lot of the people that you start a company with are not necessarily the people who should be with you as you
0: mature. Well, there's a lot of data that shows that basically once a startup begins, the founder imprints the the startup with the culture uh, that reflects the entrepreneur's business and personal behaviors. And so uh, that brings me to my second point, which is that Uber not only being subjected to significant concerns about their their gender issues within the workforce, which has been publicized, uh, the CEO of Uber got into a cab and ended up having a pointed disagreement with one of his drivers that was videoed by the driver. And that seems to, in some ways, have harmed the business more. What what do you think about that?
1: I think we have the two faces of uh, Travis Kalanick. He is both this visionary CEO who is seeing an entrepreneurial opportunity, who has always been uh, a leader in trying to foment change uh, rapidly. And he's also been someone who has had tone-deaf HR, who's talked down to his own drivers, who's uh, turned his drivers from humans into uh, profit-making entities that are replaceable in the near future by robots, who's someone who flaunts regulation not because uh, it's for the entrepreneurial benefit, but because simply he sometimes appears as a bad boy. So I think there are two faces of him. I will say this, that since President's Day, when he apologized for the HR incidents with Susan Fowler, and those are plural, the series of incidents, and the absence of female engineers in Silicon Valley and at Uber. Uh, he has taken personal responsibility, and I think in that way he's been, uh, if we're judging apologies, uh, I, I think he's, he's been a leader at that. But then at the same time, you have these videos which show him to be the Jekyll and Hyde.
0: It seems to me, Richard, that what we're seeing in effect is that entrepreneurship, certainly high-tech entrepreneurship but all forms, really begins with an individual or group of individuals that are fearless and are trying to break things. But the issue is that we accept that behavior in business leaders. We expect that. But by the same token, we also expect employers to treat their employees with some level of positivity and also to you know, respect workforce rules. Do you think that Uber... Uh, as a company that's now valued at close to seventy billion dollars, basically has been f- is being forced to grow up and act the way you know any significant company of size would have to act.
1: Uh, absolutely, and I think this is a challenge for a lot of Silicon Valley companies. Before you make it, if you will, before you reach that promised land, your creativity, your entrepreneurship the way you do things individually, individualistically, uh, is applauded. But once you start to become a mature company, something else is expected of you. We also have this age of transparency. You know, Thomas Edison was no angel. I wonder if he wouldn't have, in fact, been uh appear as an Uber CEO if, in fact, technology existed today, the way he uh, dealt with employees, the way he dealt with his wife, the way he dealt Uh, with uh, technology and patents, and, uh, you know, those are issues that make us wonder how many of the historical icons would survive in the age of transparency.
0: Well, it sounds to me that you're exactly right. It's an area of transparency, and you and I have talked about this in other segments. The world of information is now so rapidly moving. Isn't this another example of why businesses need to always be taking close looks at their social media presence and what people are saying about them?
1: Well, I think it means two things. Yes, absolutely. They need to be tracking social media, and very few companies do. If you look at any number of issues, uh, you look at Wells Fargo, you look at fracking, you look at Keystone, uh, you look at the Mylan EpiPen, all of those issues, there were canaries in the coal mine. You could have seen those issues uh, appearing beforehand. But it also means that we really have to look at ourselves. It's remarkable how quickly everything is changing. And just because the change age thinks that they're leading the change leading the charge doesn't mean that they will always be in front. Even Susan Fowler who so articulately brought these challenges to the forefront is now on her blog in her latest post dealing with the issue that some people are recalling her an elitist. And she's, uh, I think, accurately referring to her uh, working class roots and how she worked her way through uh, university. But we love to rise, raise our heroes and then shoot them down.
0: Well, that is a phenomenon that we could cover at another segment for sure. That is the American way: we like setting people up so we can beat them up. But more importantly, for all of you that are business leaders and business owners, never mistake in this modern world of instant information, people are watching you, holding you accountable at times and ways you can only imagine. Get ready and be prepared is a message that was brought to us today by our guest Richard Levick, CEO of Levick. Richard, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We believe. There's such a need for authentic information that's positive and useful. You know, there are many, many people here in the D.C. region who get up every day and just get after creating new things and are committed to making our community better. My producer, Tracy Madigan, and I speak with people every day that tell us amazing stories of, that they want to share about the progress they're making, the things that they care about and why they're proud to be part of the greater Washington community. I'm Jonathan Aberman. See you next week. I'm out.
1: I'm out.